welcome to another episode of the Court of Capes, where your judges discuss, rate, and rank hero content. Today, we will be discussing Transformers Prime Season 2, Episodes 21 through 26. Another finale, my boys. I'm hyped. Yes, let's freaking go. Will we get Unicorn or not? We already know what happens. How does this rank compared to Unicorn Season 1 ending? We will get to that when we discuss the last episode. Uh, without further ado, let me introduce myself and the other judges on this podcast. My name is Josh Shelton. I am the Renegade and Darkness Correspondent. Alongside of me, we have the Chaos Bringer. Let's see if he'll bring some chaos today. And MCU conspiracy theorist Judge Brown. Megatron makes some choices in these episodes. Yes, he does. <laughs> <laughs> we also have someone who's trying to strip that title, Chaos Bringer, because he says he wants to bring some chaos today. The Conqueror, the Showman, Judge Cooper. Optimus Prime? More like naked from the waist down, Prime. <laughs> <laughs> we also have the young one, the Wanda Visionary, Special Inquisitor, Anthony Cooper. RC is kind of cute. Why are they all naked? Why are they all nude, bro? What? <laughs> they all are. They don't have clothes. They're not wearing clothes. They're I have no idea clothes. where this is coming from, but I like it. Like... <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Do you see uh, Optimus Prime wearing a pair of Levi's? I don't think so. No, I don't. I don't. He, see would, that he would totally be a Levi's guy, though. He, totally he would. Wear... He would totally be a Levi's guy. He'd be wearing boot cut, easily boot cut jeans. He's got some Brett Favre energy. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh! I never thought. JC, how do you feel, man? Transformers are naked. Except, one time Starscream put on some clothes. He did. He put on the some armor. Yeah, did. Yes. He was fully clothed from head to toe <laughs> he was in, in the, the chunko armor. In the bubble suit. I can't even call it Smoke armor. Starscream put it on too. Can yeah. we just move on? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let us move on. Let's just just all let our sparks hang out. Die right in episode 21, Alpha Omega, Anthony. Bro, bro. All right. Take it Here we go, boys. Who's ready for this five paragraph description on Wikipedia? <laughs> yeah. Optimus Prime discovers that the Star Saber is embedded with a message from his former mentor, Alpha Trion. In this message, Alpha Trion explains about four. Uh, relics called the Omega Keys, which, when brought together, are able to make Cybertron inhabitable again. Meanwhile, Megatron opens the tomb of one of the late 13 original Primes on Cybertron, taking an arm and having it attached to him so he can use the Forge of Solus Prime to build a dark energy weapon strong enough to counter the Star Saber. The Dark Star Saber. Awesome. <laughs> That is some me writing some fan fiction in eighth grade type of stuff, and I love it. Yeah, <laughs> the pa the pause because uh, he the, the the description put a semicolon there after Star Saber, the Dark Star Saber. 
pretty great. Doesn't um, Megatron pause before he he names it too? Yeah, he's like I he call it. It's something completely different, like like the toe of Unicron or something. But he went with Dark Star's name. Pretty dope though. Pretty dope. Uh, so first, of my hot point is. Wow, you can just interchange limbs in this universe, and it is totally fine. Yeah. Oh yeah. We saw it with uh with kind of with Starscream, right? When he lost his arm in that horrible episode, but he did he lost his arm, and uh, that was my episode too. Yeah, it was not a good. One. <laughs> I I only get the detachment episodes. The and he said like he was going to attach he could have attached a different arm and Starscream's like no I want the same one so yeah, yeah. what do you guys think of the uh, design of the dark star saber going with Josh first because I'm curious um well it's okay I kind of liked the design um, however, I thought it was the dumbest thing in the world that Optimus Prime gets this OP weapon, and then all of a sudden Megatron's like, hey, let me create my own! Happened almost instantly, and I'm like, man, there should have been, like, two or three episodes where, like, he got to use the sword first. Yeah, it or totally... We, or we could have seen him, like, making it in the background slowly. That would have been cool. Yeah. <laughs> it totally takes away from the ominous, like, the ominous just feeling that like uh, Megatron had when he's like, oh, these are going to be some dark days for, you know, yeah. days. And it totally takes away from that completely. Okay. Totally. So I completely agree with everything you guys are saying. It broke my heart to see the, the, everything happen with the star saber and how all that went down. But I understand why the writers did it because if they hadn't, there's no reason why Optimus wouldn't have slaughtered the entire Decepticon army in one day. His character, he right? He doesn't kill. No, he's ready to slaughter me. I know. He's so ready. He's so ready. He doesn't want anybody else to do it, though. He'll guilt shame anybody else who attempts it, unless it's him. (laughs) Exactly. He's the only one who can. Uh, But no, I mean, the writers were pushed into a corner. They had to do this. And I completely understand it now. Yeah, I I think it was more they might have been just thinking on their feet rather than thinking ahead. But okay. the design, I like. I think I like the design. I might have to look up a picture to remember the design of it, though. If I'm gonna be honest. Yeah. I it, the design is like okay. It's like your generic dark sword. It doesn't look near as cool as the star saber, though. I agree. Yeah. This, uh, uh, it, it's just like it just looks like like a oh, like a dark crystal. I see you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. It's a it, dark crystal. With no, like, technologically-looking things. It looks like a He-Man thing. Oh, uh, dude! That's so right! I literally was just thinking, like, if the witch... It, or, like, in He-Man, if they created something, that's what this would look like. Like, no joke, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. You're on the but, money. Speaking of the swords, the fight between the two swords is pretty sick. Pretty dope. Yeah. It was pretty dope. Uh, also, like, I... This this isn't the first time we saw Alpha Tron completely, was it? Or was it? I'm pretty sure it was. Yeah. Yeah, I, it was. I was just going to say one of my notes is like, I like the Alpha Tron design. I think it's really cool. Yeah. Uh, more like uh, Alpha Tryon some pants, Optimus. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. 
He's just letting his little thighs hang out, you know? Because he's got a tiny torso. <laughs> yep. Baby thighs. Yeah, he has like... He a, I kind of wish all the like Autobots kind of looked like this. With the sharp edges and kind of the ancient design, I'm down for that. Or just wear denim. Yeah. Sure. Well, Put on a jacket, or see. It could be khakis. I could totally see Bumblebee as maybe a khaki. Oh, he's a big khakis guy with yeah. like tennis shoes. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Some Converse. Curtis is so happy with himself right now because he's just devolved the conversation to this point. I have not devolved it. I have elevated it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. All right. Let's move on. Let's keep okay, on. Move. The next top point I got is smokescreen kind of going up the rankings in my favorite Autobots. Not going to lie. Oh. oh, man. As it should be. What, what did he do in this episode? Um, exactly. So he ba he basically faked dying by facing through the thing, and then he went back and. Uh, oh yeah, that was uh, sick. That was freaking yeah, and, awesome. And then he went, and, and then he like I think he took the Omega key as well and left. I think that's what happened. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he just snuck yeah, into right, the yeah. fight like a boss. Oh, Dude, man. and he, the way he moves is so cool. Um, now I can understand like. People would be like, well, shouldn't Bumblebee just be doing all this stuff? I'm like, yeah, he should, but they're not. And we got we got smokescreen, so. I agree. Um, I really like, I really like uh, smokescreen's kind of interesting arc he's got going on. Just trying to figure out who he is and like what it means to be a warrior and Optimus is kind of teaching him. I like that. And he's like not perfect. And he like gloats when he shouldn't. But then, like, you know, he's a young boy. He's only, like, a couple million, you know? Yeah, only a couple. Yeah, yeah he's oh, young oh. in the in the eyes of battle. Um, I, I love him so much because he just seems so authentic and really trying to help. But he actually gets stuff done. Yeah. Well, and I think he's just, he's just decisive. Where, like, I feel like a lot of this has felt like the Autobots, like, reacting to the Decepticons as opposed to, like, being decisive and, like, proactive. Yeah. That's true. That's true. I didn't think about that. I just See, thought of that. That's pretty good. He's huh? yeah, pretty good. Pretty good one there. <laughs> he's like, let me pop myself on the back there. You know, that was a good one. That was a good one. <laughs> he's he's making a decision, and like he 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 knows it might not turn out well, but he's willing to take a chance rather than playing it safe and waiting for the Decepticons to go after something to stop him. He yeah, I like that. Smokescreen top ten, top ten character right there. Top five, but all right. Whoa! <laughs> top five. I, you know what? I'm gonna say it. Top five. <laughs> Gosh. Maybe I even top say, five. I will say he's growing on me. That's right, yeah. JC. That's, That's freaking all I can right, ask. bro. That's all I can ask. Um. All right, and that, that that's about it for the hot points for this episode. It was a good episode. I liked it. So, anybody want to know whose arm that was? Was it was yes. it Rodimus? <laughs> no. That's all I got. Rodimus is definitely not one of the thirteen. All right, JC, give us the impact of that arm. Why was it important? That was the arm of one. If I can get this to work properly. How do I turn my camera around? Oh, that's Whoa, the there's JC. That's my face. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Okay. Unmasked. Okay. 
Oh man, how do I do this? Turn around. There you go. Literally, how do I do oh. this? Oh, oh, wrong way. Oh, oh. You guys oh. see this? That there way. That go. way. That's the way we want it. Yeah, yeah. Who is that? that? Is... And he looks freaking awesome. Exactly. That is Liege Maximo. One of the thirteen. He is basically based on Loki, the trickster of the thirteen. Oh, yo, that's he dope. Is, he is. Uh, he's not the most evil of the thirteen because that was the original Megatronus, but yeah. he's basically the morally ambiguous one. He makes some bad decisions, real bad decisions. Yeah, and he basically uh, wields poison darts as his method of, as his weapon, basically. And wow. he is. A who uh, I think creates some illusions and things like that. Very Loki, very Loki guy. And it was very cool that Megatron uh, took his arm. Yo, that's dope. Very cool of Megatron. And yeah. while I'm showing things, that is Alpha Trion's design. Oh, that looks like Optimus. I I feel like he looked cooler in this show. Well, I can't really see. Too. I can't really see it very well. They didn't show his true colors, which are red and purple. True colors. Yeah, I would have liked some colors for sure. Yeah. But I did not but, imagine red and purple either. So cool. Yeah. I think it was just because he was dead, so they weren't showing his colors. It was just kind of like this uh, you know, like an angel type of thing, like just a robe of light around him. Yeah. So it was an interesting design choice. But yeah, he's supposed to be the old man with a beard who is in red and purple. <laughs> but um anyway. Uh, for my thoughts on the episode, um, I love that Megatron wanted to stay awake for the surgery and watch. Yeah, that was yeah, that was yeah. a cool detail. Yeah, he would he would do that, and I love 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 this exchange between Megatron and Optimus. At last, Optimus, we take our place as gods wielding the power of the cosmos. I am but a soldier, Megatron, and, and you, you are, are a prisoner, prisoner of your, your own sick? twisted delusions. I thought you said your sick twisted delusions. It might have been. Because I wrote it down, too. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it was a great quote. Oh, my gosh. I enjoyed it very much. I... Reminded me of myself. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoyed most of this episode. Yeah, uh, I've already said my uh, grievance for the the dark saber itself, but then another grievance has to do with the saber. Not only did they come up with the dark saber right then and there, the dark saber breaks the star mm. saber. Yeah, I was mad. I was like, "You're telling me this this just super powerful relic that can wield the power of the prime." Made Megatron pee himself earlier. Just breaks from a saber that Megatron creates. I'm using the forge, yes, but still, come yeah, on. Yeah. yeah, I mean, they were both forged by the forge of Solus Prime, so it makes sense to me. I don't like it, but it makes sense. If it, was, if it wasn't made by the forge, I would have rioted. Well, if they're both made by the forge, they should both be equally powerful. Correct. Why Ooh, did agree. the star saber break? I think, I think the addition of Dark Energon makes the difference. Okay. I guess I can see that. I will begrudgingly accept it. Yeah, I feel the same. I don't think Dark Energon exists. <laughs> I, I like that take. <laughs> Doesn't exist. 
Bro, it's literally like the comics version of nanobots. So, like, they could just do whatever you want them to do. Yeah. <laughs> That's fair. Like, you can't win. We got nanos. All right. We got nanos in our servos. Moving on to episode 22, Hard Knocks. Oh, man. That's my episode, I believe. Yes. Yes, it is. Okay. So, basically, the majority of this episode... Well, there's two big things that happen in this episode. I'm not going to read a Wikipedia description. But, basically, uh, Smokescreen... No, not Smokescreen. Smokescreen doesn't do this. RC and Bumblebee go after one of the Omega Keys, and they are met uh, with Knockout, and they have to battle him. And Smokescreen and Bulkhead go after another Omega Key, and they have to fight Dreadwing. Correct. And that's basically the episode. So, let's just get into this. So, first top point. Smokescreen undoes all of the character progress by saying he's the Chosen One. And he's back to square zero with me. Really? Yep. What? Because what? what I mean, his character, his character is a dumb kid who's still getting the hang of things. I mean, yeah. it's, yeah. Within, it's within character. It is within character, but he keeps reverting back and undoing any development, in my opinion. And it makes me no, mad. No. It's, it's, not, it's not undoing his character. It's just saying that he hasn't completely changed all of a sudden. He still has his qualities. Yeah. And I it's don't just... like those qualities. Uh... He's human. He's so human, though. That's He's... what humans do. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know I... what? That's fine. And I, mean... I, might, I might come around on him. I might. Okay, am I right? Well, like, he was in stasis for a long time, though, right? Like, he was just the guardian of this place. Literally, that was his life. He was just, came into work, 9-5, garden, garden, garden. And, uh, <laughs> and, and, and then he found He's himself a people's on... Transformer. Then he found He's himself on Earth. Like... Yeah, yeah. And so he was... And he's being taught all these human qualities by, you know, Jack and uh, Ralph. You know, and so... <laughs> Raph, sorry, not Ralph. Sorry, Raph. I, 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 I say this every time is I forget about the humans, man. If they just sometimes I forget why we have them. Okay, hey. can we all can we all agree that Smoke Screen is better than Jack? Yes. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. One hundred percent. No. A hundred percent. Not yeah. at all. Bro, Jackson, like, five episodes this whole season. Exactly. He does nothing. Except he's except he is a prime. He's still a prime. Oh my yeah, God. he is a prime. He was chosen. He's worth two keys. <laughs> yeah, he's worth two keys. <laughs> At least two keys. At least two. Come on, Optimus. We're trying to make a deal here. Anyway. He wears pants. Oh, yeah. We are jumping ahead because that has to do with the last episode. But all right. Oh, my Okay, anywho. Yeah, Smokescreen makes me mad. Next point. Knockout and the Resonance Blaster is a great combo, and it was really cool to see him wielding it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. And I'm pretty sure when he was was using it, he uh, said the word depth charge. And that is a certain Beast Wars character that he made reference to. Oh, nice. 
I did not catch that. In the military. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, I thought that we had a fantastic bulkhead slash dreadwing battle. That was that was that, pretty good. That was a good battle by by bulkhead, where he was actually using his brain, like or yep. whatever you want to call it. Totally agree. What is this bulkhead shade? I forever and will be, man. He's he's like one of the worst characters in the show. But all right. Oh Good. my Whoa. That that is so I cannot awesome. I could not ally with Josh on this. That's, that's, <laughs> yeah. that's silly opinion. Okay. Oh man. But anyway, back to good opinions. Can, can we agree uh, that he's the worst of the Autobots? No. Um you know, maybe maybe not say the word worst. Maybe least okay. favored. Least you know? favored yeah. of the Autobots. Favored. Okay, I think I'd agree with that. Yeah, he's he like what what would I rather see RC have a moment or Bumblebee have a moment or Bulkhead have a moment or Smokescreen? I'd rather have all of them except Bulkhead have the moment. Yes, but I still want Bulkhead to have moments because he's a fun character. Yeah, I agree with that. Well, anyway. <laughs> Um, I loved the uh, forest setting. I thought it was a really well-designed set for the battle. And the bomb traps that were set by Dreadwing were cool. Bulkhead uh, basically tricking Dreadwing, making him explode himself was awesome. Just a great fight overall. Yeah. Next uh, top point. Oh, what, do you have something to say? Oh, no, 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 no. no. I do. I, I really liked the autumn feel, and it reminded me of Mario Kart Wii. Am I right, Kurt? Ooh, that's, a, that's a good pull. That's One of the pull. few Mario Karts I've played. I like yeah, it. That's why I referenced it. That's exactly why. Completely. <laughs> like, I feel like autumn as a as a as a um, what are they? What season? is it? Autumn? Season? Yeah, a as season, a season, a moment. Game, in video games, is underrated. Like oh, there needs to be more absolutely. autumn games. Yeah, for sure. Oh yeah, dude. like what a vibe! It's a great vibe. There's there's so many colors, but they're colors you wouldn't normally see. Yeah, can we all at least agree that autumn is the best season? Yes. Can we get like an autumn themed map on Legends of Zelda? Be sick. Be yeah, sick. I mean, there, that there is sick. an autumn. There is an autumn-inspired zone in Breath of the Wild. Yeah, there is. It's like the entire map shaded in colors of like yellow, red, and orange. Like that'd be great. Okay, we ready for the next hot point? Yes. Yep. Starscream is the Flash. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Starscream plus red. Starscream plus Red Kryptonite. I mean, Red Energon is the Flash. <laughs> yep. I what actually, JC, JC. Yes. I want to show you something. Okay. Okay. My notes. I don't know if you can see it. Wait, wait, wait. I don't know if you can see it. It says Not Red <laughs> Starscream is the Flash. Yep. LOL. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> It's so it's great. So it's so true. I hope I hope Red Energon becomes like more important and like people start using it more because like this is like the only amount we have and they kind of just used it now. So I was like, okay, cool. Yeah, it was fun. 
Fun. Yeah, I like it too. I just hope they use it more. Yep. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, it was really cool to see it. It sure was. Give it to Bulkhead. Oh, Ooh, man. Okay. Remember, okay remember, that one, that. remember that one episode in like season one where he was just running super fast for no reason? Remember that oh, when he yeah. was on like. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think he might have had a little bit of that stuff. <laughs> yeah. Bulkhead was juicing up. Oh man, yeah, the Red Energon was super cool. I was kind of worried that it wouldn't work well in, in the story, and I thought it, they actually used it in a great way. So that was awesome. Uh, and then the Decepticons know where the kids live and the general vicinity of where the Autobots base is. Yeah. That, that was... may or may not be important. Yes, may or may not. <laughs> You never know. Oh, true. You never know. But they're just, uh, you know, setting some things up, as a good show does. We haven't yeah. seen that in too many shows. Thinking ahead just a little bit. Yep. Uh, and at the very end, we learn that uh, Smokescreen has the Omega key inside of him, and he's captured That's by the Decepticons. I mean, he had a freaking relic inside of him. I mean, he's freaking art. And he was too dumb to know it. Oh, yeah. Okay. Whoa. Okay. Whoa. Okay. These are just baseless accusations for hate. Facts. Facts. <laughs> show a little more respect to Alfred Tryon, JC. Yeah. yeah. And how much he revered Smokescreen. Like, oh, man. Or he was just like, it was the safe thing to do not to tell him. Yeah. Or, and, uh, like, or, or Alfred Tryon was just like, hmm. Who's the most disposable person who will be useless for the next like two million years? This guy. If Autobots got like that, it would be on the Decepticon side. If Autobots got like that, no. Yeah. Yeah, All I know is stop thinking like a Decepticon. All I know (laughs) is that many Autobots are dead, and Smokescreen is still alive. Boom! Survivor. That's right. True. Okay. Um, my notes were more of just like random stuff that was said on this episode. Like I thought it was kind of funny that RC called Smokescreen Destiny's Child. I thought that was yeah, that's, yeah. I, I uh, RC and I are vibing on how we both dislike Smokescreen. <laughs> I <laughs> thought that was kind of funny though. Just the reference yeah, Destiny's Child. Like where, yeah, where did that come from? Reference. Like all the kids who watch this have no idea. Who Destiny's oh, Child? They is. have no idea at all. No I don't idea. even. I rest my case. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, Anthony, do you know who Destiny's Child is? Uh, I know the name. Um, I, I, if you literally told me, I'd say yeah, I know. I just forgot who it was. All right. Okay, cool. It's it's. All good. It was. It was kind of. It's Beyonce. Beyonce is Destiny's child. So it's basically it's calling good. him a drama queen, or she was calling him a drama queen. It was the group that Beyonce was yeah. in before she went. Started. Yeah. So it was uh, the group itself, but she was known as Destiny's child as well. Oh yeah, yeah. that's I a know wild about. reference. I know. That's what we're saying. That's an absolutely wild reference. And that but just I, confirms that Beyonce is in Transformers lore. Yes. <laughs> that's, like, that's like saying, wow, uh, Smokescreen, you're a real John Mellencamp. Yeah. 
Oh, man. So I thought that was funny. Also, RC, even though she was using it as an adjective, she did say hot shot. So that was cool. There you go. I'll take any Transformers reference. She said you're being a hot shot. And I was just like, or she said, don't be a hot shot. Something like that. I don't know. But she said hot shot. And I really miss hot shot. I appreciate you for picking that up, Josh. Absolutely. Such a good character. Oh, he's amazing. And he's kind of like Smokescreen in a way. Just saying. Don't eat. Yeah, he's kind of he's kind of like a mix no, between no, Smokescreen no. and Bumblebee. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> All right, shall we move on to episode twenty-three? Well, I, I have, I have, I have one thing I want to add. Okay, I have one okay. thing I want to add. Okay, okay. What was it? Was um, it there was a moment that I really liked. Is when it's when RC's like chewing out uh, Smokescreen. And then Optus was like, I think I think that's enough. And then she kept going. And then Ratchet's like, uh, maybe, maybe you know, when Optimus says it, it's probably time to stop, it's probably time to stop. Oh, and that kind of yeah. shows how how human uh, Smokescreen is because of how he took that 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 amount of you know, he reacted like a kid would, and he like kind of ran away. Yeah. Yep. And it shows because that it, even Optimus Prime can be wrong. But the, the, literally Wait. said he was right though. No, but Optimus Prime was right. Like, if she stopped, then he probably would have stayed, and the Decepticons wouldn't have taken him. I am fully, I am fully on RC's side. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I, think you need to take a, I think you need to take a nice walk and think about your <laughs> opinions. Yeah, yeah. Just don't get caught in the lightning and tornadoes. And oh. right. I'm gonna buy JC a smokescreen shirt. Yes. Oh wait, sorry, sorry to ruin your birthday present. Oh man! <laughs> oh gosh! All right, I so, love Smoke Screen. He's my favorite Transformers Prime character. That's what the turtle say. Yep, yep. Front and back. Oh, nice. Episode twenty-three, Inside Job. All right. This is my episode, right? Correct. Correct. When Smokescreen is being held captive and interrogated on board, the Nemesis Knockout uses the Phase Shifter to remove the fourth Omega Key from within his body. Breaking free from his restraints by stealing the former relic... Oh, 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 this is like the full episode. Alright, anyway. Wait, 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 wait. Oh yeah, the Red Energon was, was this episode. Correct, yeah. yeah. He, he used it it yeah, sure okay. was. For some reason, I was thinking it was Hard Knocks. Anyway, so... Uh, I, I really thought that Knockout was just going to just kill Smokescreen on the spot and just take the key, but he didn't. You know, I was happy about that. Uh, Knockout used his head and he's like, oh, I got a face shifter right here. Let me just feel around your gears. And he took the uh, key out. Another point for Knockout. Um, all right. I can't believe I'll Knockout's still alive at this point. Dude, I'm, yeah. I'm surprised Megatron hasn't eaten him yet. He might have his purpose. We'll see. He's oh such my. a little weasel. I love he, him. He also is like the only like doctor. Um, I think that's around at all. So he, he does have his use. I'm pretty sure Soundwave can cook something up. Yeah, possibly. I'm pretty sure he could be like, well, he wouldn't say anything because he's Soundwave, but he'd figure it out. Um, <laughs> all right. All right. Hot point number two. 
Uh, yeah, I love I love how Megatron just left Knockout in the wall for a while. He's like, "No, you're just gonna stay here, dude." Yeah, that was great. A constant reminder to those who fail me. Yo, and then he lets him out like an episode later. Yeah. Oh, I know. Yeah. See, out. He's like, "Oh, thanks, Lord Megatron." That's the thing. So many like great moments within this show are just completely wiped away the next episode, or if not, like a few scenes later. Sorry. Yep. The end. Can't disagree. <laughs> All right. Also, uh, also, uh, you know, who I just drew a comparison to Megatron with. All right. Uh, you all remember the Flame King from Adventure Time? Oh yeah. Yeah. That's that. That's who Megatron is, and I kind of wish Keith David voiced him now. That would that would have been awesome. <laughs> I like the voice of Megatron now, but all right. somebody just accidentally kills uh, Knockout, and he's like, "Wow, you just killed my Jester." Well, I did always hate my Jester. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I don't know how JC's feeling about this. Picking oh, my man. what? I said I'm picking my battles. But you love Adventure Time, JC. Come on now. I do. Megatron's I, not that incompetent. I don't know though. if the comparison of the two is quite... Megatron become Squirrel King. I think a funny, incompetent Megatron would be great. Just as a change of pace. I don't disagree like... with that. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, next hot point... Um, I, I love the camera work of when uh, Smokescreen just steals the Omega key right back from Megatron. Megatron's like, what? Oh, my god! <laughs> yeah, that was awesome. Uh, oh, we gotta so admit, great. JC, that this whole Smokescreen, like, Mission Impossible type thing that he did was some of the coolest stuff. It was a cool episode, and he did a cool It also thing. does not reflect well on Megatron. No. No, it doesn't <laughs> at all. But still, yeah, like, I like, how, I like how Megatron was was like knockout. You are too incompetent to put this in there, and then turns out Megatron was too incompetent to put it in there. <laughs> Smoke screens that just is freaking hilarious. Smoke screens just freaking amazing. <laughs> uh, can't disagree. Um, hot point number yes. This is uh, Red Energon boys are in this episode. Kept forgetting that it wasn't yeah. episode prior, but yeah. but once they get all the me- mega keys, omega keys back, smoke screen, uh, not smoke scream, star scream. They're very similar voices. Um, sneaks what? in there, super, super fast style, and uh, just takes all of the keys. And he's like, "Hey, Megatron, how you doing?" Yeah, pretty ingenious plan. It it was it was one of Star Scream's better plans. He's had some bad plans. He's had some real bad plans. Yeah. Although, do we feel like he made the right decision going back to the Decepticons? No. Well, obviously, the right decision is to join the Autobots. But in terms well, of his yeah, own I'm self-interest, talking... I would assume probably Decepticons. Because he, do- he I mean, said he it himself. Really he doesn't have an army. He yeah. doesn't have an army. So he yeah. can't. If, if he went to, somehow got to Cybertron, it would have just been like, awesome. I have this planet full of dead people with no one to rule on it. And then going back, die. Going back yeah. to JC's smokescreen argument, though, I feel like this kind of undoes a lot of what Starscream has been through. 
Now that I can agree with. We've had like, so has, many episodes of him trying to be independent. No. Yeah. He's learned to be subservient, subservient to Megatron. Huh. I don't I don't know if I believe that. I don't know. <laughs> it's really hard. Like I don't know if there're inconsistencies within his character or if he's just like always trying to fight like fin for himself and so he just makes dumb decisions. I mean, I don't know. But this What was- I would have done I, w- I would have uh, I would have played it both ways if I was Starscream and kind of got stuff that he wanted from both sides and then just did his own thing. But yeah, yeah. he's used the Autobots to get what they want quite a bit, though. I wouldn't be surprised, like if he tried it again. RC's like, "Nah, fam, you're done. <laughs> you're <laughs> like bring medical kit. Yeah. Bring the medical kit, please. I'm bleeding out." <laughs> <laughs> So, so my perspective on where Starscream is at right now is that, you know, he's a survivor. We've said that multiple times. Yeah. And I think he's the finally survivor. just, he's, he's, he's constantly been oscillating between, am I going to serve Megatron? Cause that's the most uh, beneficial thing for me. Or is this the time where I can usurp him? And he's constantly been oscillating between that. And the best example of that was rock bottom where he buried Megatron and was about to go and take charge of the cons and was like, Nope, Megatron's gonna get out. I'm gonna get beaten and killed. So I gotta go uh, make myself uh, bow down to him again, and it's the best thing for me. And this is just the natural progression of that in my mind for his character arc. He recognizes finally, through failed attempt after failed attempt, he can't usurp Megatron. So the only way for him to live and survive is to finally just swallow his pride. And for the foreseeable future, until something does change or Optimus slays Megatron, he just has to serve him. Yeah, I think he also recognizes that Megatron doesn't have the balls to kill him. That too. Yeah. As we'll see in the next episode. <laughs> uh, but yeah, overall, really good episode. Um, had a lot of interesting stuff, and we got some, some Starscream and some Smokescreen. Pretty good. Yeah, I thought yeah. the Smokescreen stuff was so freaking cool. And the Starscream, like, slow motion sequence was awesome and how, like, he was just, like, being snarky the whole time. That was great. Yeah. He's like, I could gut you all right now, but I gotta, I gotta do this. But I could. I really could. I could kill you all right now. <laughs> yep. It was such a good scene. And, like, what, what does he say when he, gets, when he gets there? He's like, does he say, like, I love what you've done with the place or something in, in regards to, like, a home pun? Yeah. I'm pretty sure he did. All right, moving on to episode 24. Oh, wait, really quick, really oh. quick. I just want to say two quick things. One is that I love that, like, this episode is a great, uh, you can feel that the tension's building in yeah. just the season as, as, as a whole. And, like, it's getting tense over these Omega Keys. And I like that the episode, like, really, like, doubled down on that. And at the end, when Starscream takes all the keys... Optimus's scream of rage, just like how Megatron's done that in the past, was kind of shocking for his character. And I really love that moment. That was neat. It was. But yeah, that's all I have to say. All right, episode 24, Patch. That is my episode. Yes, it is. Basically, this entire episode is just uh, the second clip show. <laughs> and yeah. it is. Why do you want us to watch this? What? Why'd you force us to watch this? 
Because it was directly related to the plot. Hmm. You had to watch Megatron's decision-making process. I don't know if we want to get to our opinions about the episode quite yet. Um, There's a reason that I took, I bit the bullet and I gave it to myself. Yeah, I, I did write in my notes. It might be my only note. Who knows? That it says, seems JC took one for the team on this one. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. But Continue on. I feel like I feel like compared to uh, whatever it was called the other clip episode, well, uh, well, it's just been <laughs> embedded in your minds. Um, it, this is a clip episode done right. That doesn't mean a clip episode is ever going to be good, but it was done right in my opinion, and that you know it directly uh, helped the plot move forward in some ways. So, my first top point is that. This is, I believe, our first fully Decepticons episode. I don't think the Autobots appear at all. Possibly, yeah. I mean, they were all basically flashbacks, but I get it, yeah. Yep. And this being a Decepticon episode is where the truth comes out about Starscream. And the fact that the Decepticons were the stars of a truth episode is ironic. Mm. But anyway, uh, Starscream's hip gyrations to all hail Starscream. Yep. I, I enjoyed that. I, fa- I fast forwarded to the end. I don't remember. I just wanted to see if Megatron was going to kill him or not, and he did not. Possibly, I felt okay. like, I don't know. Okay, okay. That was the single best moment of this episode, in my opinion, and it was hilarious. Oh, That's yeah. Just my- I mean, we got to see Starscream on a scoot scoot again, though. <laughs> then yeah. that. I remember True. that. <laughs> And I thought it was hilarious that uh, when uh, Starscream and Knockout were basically over top of Megatron when he was still on the operating table, almost dead, uh, Knockout was just like, oh man, fast forward, fast forward, because he was basically taking Starscream's side. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was hilarious. And Dreadwing uh, caught Knockout trying to disconnect them. and He's just like, nope, we're not doing this. Yeah. Um, and the uh, element of this episode that's the most impactful is that Dreadwing finds out the truth about what happened to Skyquake. And as the end shows, which is a great shot, he is not too happy. Facts. I felt for Dreadwing, kind of. The only thing is that I do not care about his brother whatsoever. And they basically trashed him, so I'm just like... Kind of eh on the, the whole thing. But I, yeah. Well, I thought it was perfectly fine character motivation, in my opinion. No, I, I get it. I, I wish we had seen some moments between them two. Like, you know. That would have been nice. That, we should have got a flashback. Yes, yeah, like a flashback between the two uh, to really increase the uh, the feelings and, and what we're what what uh, Dreadwing was feeling. They literally shared a spark. Like, what if we, like, saw them being, like, born or something? That would be cool. That would be freaking awesome. That would be sweet. Also, a a huge... If we saw a Transformer being born on the show, that would be absolutely insane. Like, that might be one of of the coolest things on the show. Just imagine, you know, them crawling out of a well, and then you got it, pretty much. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) I'm not wrong. (laughs) Yeah, I know. (laughs) (laughs) 
maybe a burst of light and then walking out of a well. That's pretty much it. Um, but yeah, any other thoughts on this episode or are we just ready to move on? No, I'm ready. Uh, just kind of echoing like my, my criticisms of like Megatron in the past. It's just like him just refusing to like have like repercussions for anybody up to this specific episode is just disappointing to me. And like his, it just makes me question his strategic like thinking. Yeah. Because in my opinion, Dreadwing is the better Decepticon, but he knows that Starscream, you know, killed Skyquake, right? So like, why wouldn't you kill Starscream? So that way, uh, Dreadwing would be even more in favor of you. We're getting ahead yeah. of ourselves there, boys. We're <laughs> getting right, ahead of right. ourselves. I, I just want to say this to that point, and then we can move on. Uh, I just want to say that Megatron has been fighting a war for millions of years, and the poor guy has to have something to, you know, brighten up his days. And seeing Starscream fail idiotically is something that entertains him. So yeah, but so entertainment is more important than actually having like good soldiers. But he, well, <laughs> well, we'll get into this. We'll get into this because the the Dreadwing story does not continue till the next episode. Well, we'll get there. We'll get there. Okay. So, episode twenty five, regeneration. The Autobots and Decepticons race to find the Omega Lock, which can restore life to their home planet of Cybertron. The Autobots have to use every lethal weapon in their possession to stop Megatron and his troops from reformatting their planet into their evil image. Alright! Hot point number one! The humans are back! Yay! Were they missed? I mean, two out of the three were. Oh my god. <laughs> I don't I did not feel I did not really miss them, if I'm gonna be honest. Yo, I don't think Raph talks this entire uh rest of the season. Really? No, he doesn't talk. Oh, like gosh. when they when they even when he's like, Alright, Raph and B leave, Raph just kinda looks at him and B just kinda looks at him and then they, they leave. Huh. I guess something taking on the that. characteristics of his uh, teammate there. <laughs> All well, right. I guess. Next top point. I love seeing Optimus Prime walk around with the giant hammer. Like that's <laughs> fun. That was kind of cool. Kind of fits him. Yes, it does. Since he, uh, you know, I've the lost, hammer of justice lost his sword for a second. But yes, the hammer of justice. Why couldn't he just swing it around and like turn all the Decepticons into chairs? Yeah, <laughs> that'd be fun. <laughs> Instead of like tearing their insides out, you know, he could just turn them into something. something usable. You're a bowling ball. <laughs> You're just... or he could turn them into pants. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> they need the denim, bro. <laughs> Have right. yourself some some Megatron print pants. That's a flex. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, the next hot point I have is Dreadwing's betrayal is a welcomed curveball. Yeah. Okay, I, I agree. I really, really liked that a lot. Like, I was just like, heck yeah. Like, 
this moment that in in time that he did was more compelling than when he was frustrated at first realizing Megatron, you know, or like the the bro- the death of his brother or twin, his twin brother. Uh, this 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 made the story a little more compelling when he did this. So I, I agree. That. And then my next top point. Megatron, something we were just talking about. Megatron killed Dreadwing instead of Starscream. I don't get it. Pretty stupid decision. It was. Pretty dumb. It was. I realized that Starscream is the ultimate survivor somehow or another. (laughs) He is. But there was no reason for Dreadwing to die there. Yeah, I think... This just this just came out of the fact that they wanted to be they were trying to be too respectful of like standard Transformers story arcs and like lore and stuff. We're like, no, Starscream has to stay until the end because he's old and important. <laughs> now I agree with that. That's like lore plot armor straight up. That, that's like that's probably the most like like this is plot armor right here. Yeah. Uh, the, Definitely in the subtitles if you had the sub on. Plot armor initiated. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. But they literally just had a whole episode showing why Starscream should not live. Yeah, he should he should die for just one of those things he did. Yeah. That's true. You, you know, okay. uh, I don't necessarily think that Megatron made the best strategic choice here, but what I've come to think about this encounter is that I think that Megatron knows that yeah, Starscream might betray him in the future, but Starscream does not have the capacity to be a threat to Megatron ever. Dreadwing could perhaps, and he would be, and I think Megatron knew that, you know, Dreadwing is, has uh, defied his orders several times up to this point in the season. And I think he just got tired of that. And he was like, okay, this guy could actually be a threat to me. So he just ended it. So the incompetency of Starscream is the reason he lives. In a sense. I just think that that means you're not confident in your own leadership abilities. Yeah. I think Starscream's a good lackey to Megatron. When he's he's actually... When he's he's loyal. Yeah. Yeah. So I think he is competent in being a second-in-command. Maybe like a third lieutenant. Yeah, I don't know if Command and Starscream really go together. Oh, but yeah, in in Megatron in general, he doesn't feel like he can hold the the loyalty of his followers. So he has to get ones that are not strong enough or too dumb enough to take over. Yeah. Uh, But next top point, we got the sword back. Let's go. Oh, yeah, we do. So this cyber hair, I uh, Optimus Prime has it once again, and uh, I don't know how it really felt. Like I thought it was a great moment when it occurred. I just thought it was unnecessary that it broke the first time. But they made it, and they made a good moment out of it when they brought it back. I think so. Yep. Um, yeah. it's one of those, I'm not happy about how we got here, but I'm glad we actually got back here. Type yeah, basically, basically. 
they like had something good and then created trash and then made something good again, like out of that trash. I was like, all right, you made the trash, but you made it better. Congratulations. Recycling. Yeah. <laughs> reduce, reduce, recycle. Alright, so uh, my last hot point is I really liked the use of all the relics, and I'm confused why they haven't done this the whole time. Yeah, both of those are true. Yeah, I didn't think about that. They've just been sitting <laughs> on these sick weapons. Yeah. The, the whole time. <laughs> the only one who decided to use the relic often was who? Smoke Smoke Smokescreen. And Ratchet's like, I guess you could use it, but I'm not happy about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I agree. Smokescreen was the only one smart enough to use the relics, and he had some amazing moments doing it. I think Optimus needs to really have some consideration there. Ian. So yeah, those are my hot no. points, boys, on episode 25, Regeneration, which I thought was a pretty good, uh, pretty good episode. Yeah, I, I really liked it, too. I I think that them using all the relics at once probably made for my favorite fight scene of the season. Ooh. I agree. I wrote that down. Hey, yeah, I think I, liked let's it. Go. I think I liked it even more than the saber on saber fight. I agree with that. Yeah, what, once I saw it happen, I was like, yo, this is awesome. Why didn't they do this before? Like, why haven't they been doing this this whole time? What'd you guys think of the RC bubble armor? You think it worked? Yeah. I thought it was better than Starscream wearing it. I mean, she needed, I to, she needed to bulk up. I mean, the armor still looks dumb, but I yeah. kind of have to get over that. So I, I kind of liked how she moved in it. She moved in it way more interestingly than Starscream did. Starscream kind of just walked around and slapped people. It just kind of yep. junked around. <laughs> yeah. It kind of has big crimson dynamo energy. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's what I said when we first saw it. Oh, did you? Well, yeah. then you said said right all right so shall we move on to the man who is worth two keys <laughs> why yes <laughs> okay curtis do you uh want to think of some kind of a description of the episode do you want me to just make something up I can make something up. Um, I'm unable to look at my notes, so JC will be doing that on my behalf for this episode. But uh, let's see. Um, so they get up on the big old like pedestal thing in the middle of the Cybertronian desert, and I'm like, yeah. why? Why would they put the Omega Lock here? Does it lead to an Omega door that they step into to go to, into the Omega House? <laughs> <laughs> um. So, yeah, they do that. Some negotiations break down and like, oh, no, big, scary Megatron castle at the end. That's the that's the summary. All right. Hot point number one, JC. Hot point number one. Did Optimus make the right decision? Yeah. Um, do you all think he made the right decision in sacrifice and not sacrificing three little humies for like the good of his own planet? That's um, that's a hard decision. Like. I probably, I probably would have done the same thing just because uh, I kind of raised these kids. So, yeah, I probably would have done the I, same I, thing. I think it was Optimus really sticking to his character. Because we've talked about how like Optimus sometimes has done things that might be against his character, like his want to actually kill Megatron and his just absolutely obliteration of other Decepticons. 
in a sense. So I don't know like if the show is considered inconsistency. But the portrayal that they're trying to make Optimus be, I think this fit who he was. It felt congruent with uh, who he had been. Now, if it was the right decision itself. Yeah. That's a tough one. Yeah. Maybe if they, like, put a bomb inside of Raph and then they exploded it there, they probably would have gone on a had a good backup plan there. What? Like, why do I gotta put the bomb inside Raph? Yeah, why Raph? I don't know. Why not He hasn't been talking. He hasn't been talking. (laughs) Dang. (laughs) (laughs) This is wild. Oh my gosh. Why am I the darkness correspondent? Like, all I'm saying so, is, if if, they, if if I'm saying is, if Optimus didn't care about the kids, then he would have used it to his tactical advantage. Oh, to like, oh, I got you. That's it's like, yeah, yeah I, I placed a bomb in each of the kids, and I'm going to kill the Decepticons with them. Exactly, because if he was so uh, heck bent on uh, like killing Megatron, then he would have been like, all right. Most likely, he's going to probably go after a weakness, which are these kids. So I'm going to put like a couple of C4s in, in these bad boys, and then he's really going to see it coming. You know? My gosh. Yeah, do, it like, not, do it, do it not... like the boys style. Yeah, yeah, yeah just like the boys. <laughs> it's like, I got three fuck bobs here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that's definitely not Optimus. Exactly. That's why he made the decision he did. Yeah. And, you know, I think the best example that comes to my mind right away is that Optimus has the same type of value system as Captain America. The whole we don't trade lives thing. That's true. He was basically willing to trade Vision's life for half of the universe. Which, I mean, you're... I wouldn't fault someone for questioning that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's very similar in my opinion. All right. Good discussion, boys. What's hot point number two? So Optimus only decided to act when Megatron started zapping Earth. Yeah. So, like, he just stands there and watches, like, Megatron, like, basically win. And then Megatron's like, I'm going to turn Earth into metal. And then and then he's like, oh, I guess I'll now act. That was dumb. Yeah, I mean, he was pushed in a corner quite a bit. Like, I mean, he was just kind of, I don't know, was an animal pushed into a corner, but he kind of was when that happened. I mean, it seemed like he froze, though. He, he did, because it was a tough decision. Yeah, I mean, he, he had to take a moment to think about the weight of what he was about to do. And that he was about to doom his his planet forever. Now, I'll admit that I don't know if we're as familiar with the Cybertron life and how it was. That's why I always advocate for more flashbacks. Um, to really grasp the importance that if if Cybertron was revitalized, like what that would really mean to them. Because they talk about it, and we've seen some flashbacks, but the only flashbacks we've really seen are Cybertron in war. Like, yeah. They were wanting like a That's peaceful true. Cybertron. So if like what would that look like? I think that would help us as as viewers understand more of the weight of the decision. Yeah. I mean I think the best thing would be like, what if the entire Earth was just uh like Arrakis from Dune? It was just a sand planet or Tatooine from Star Wars. 
and we had the opportunity to make it back to what it is today. Like that's what's on the stake. That's what at stake here. Well, yeah, but like there, he had an opportunity. Okay, so here's here's the thought process for Optimus and his actions. So he successfully gets the kids back, mm-hmm. and then. Megatron delivers a speech to him and then Megatron starts like activating the device to where like you can't stop it at this point unless you destroy the device. Optimus should, if he was already willing to risk the kids by attacking Megatron after the fact, should have just attacked him before he turned on the machine. True. True. To me, that's a plot hole. No, I get it. Well, you have the kids back, so now is to go on the offensive. Yeah. And he decided not to. Well, Optimus's original plan was just to retreat, but then Megatron kind of boxed him in so he couldn't. What? Yeah, I, I guess he felt like he had lost. Um, he wanted to protect the kids. Yeah. But he had, he had the kids. Yeah, but at that point, I say you just... You gotta protect him the best you can there, and then make sure, like, Megatron doesn't, like, literally take over an entire planet and, like, come yeah, and destroy I mean, other planets. He had the like, other Autobots there, so they protect yeah. the kids, and he attacks Megatron. And yeah, it's just, I feel like there's just there was just so many ways that he could have done this that were not, like, what happened. I think Ratchet agrees with you. Yeah. Yep. And, and it, he's right. And it, it ultimately ends up in a, a situation they don't want to be in. Yep. All right. Next top point. Big spooky Decepticon castle. Yeah. How do we feel about the big spooky uh, E-Man Skeletor Megatron castle? Uh, I don't know. I feel kind of indifferent, just like I did there flying ship, which I always forget it, what it's called. What is it called again? The Nemesis. The Nemesis, yeah. The Nemesis. Yeah. <laughs> um, the Nemesis. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, I, I kind of feel indifferent about it. Now, having a base of operation, I feel like... So now they have two base of operations, right? The Nemesis and this thing, or no? Yeah. 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 So... Good for them. Points. I feel like the Decepticons won this entire episode. So, well, oh yeah, they definitely needed a new area to be after two seasons of just being in the ship. Yeah, but I don't know if massive castle that came out of nowhere was the solution. It's Bowser. Yeah, like if, if they just... were if if the end of the episode was like I don't know they captured a town or something and they were building it. And then that's how the episode yeah. ended. That would have made more sense than uh, cyber forming just this immediate castle out of nowhere in Nevada. Because I realize that this is a kids show and this is a cartoon, but like they've had at least a certain level of consistent like rules with how cartoony it gets, and this feels like it exceeds that way to the extreme degree. Like this, this is a little silly. Yeah. Hmm. I just don't think they wanted to go through the time of Decepticons building it, throwing an episode in there of them doing that. Or like I mean, like Anthony said, it could have ended that way where they were building their own 
And then you don't have to show them finishing it because the next season would just start with the finished product. Yeah. Yeah. But, but that's we have more of a castle. That's more, yeah, that's more of a nitpick than any like major criticism. What's the next top point, Jason? <clears throat> All caps. Wheeljack! Yeah, let's go! Let's go, buddy! Let's go, buddy. Give us a wheeljack! Heck yeah! Oh man, I was so hype. Ah. Like, pulling through, coming in the clutch. Wheeljack. At least somebody's competent still. Yes! <laughs> we, got, we got Megatron and Optimus making silly decisions. Yeah. But uh, at least Wheeljack will always come through. Everybody's forgotten that Bumblebee exists. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like Anthony that. is the Bumblebee advocate. He's like, guys, you could have used Bumblebee. Why isn't Bumblebee this character? Yeah, what, dude, literally, he hasn't really been in this season besides the beginning Bumblebee arc. And then the rest of True. it, like, nothing. Like, I don't yeah. even think he's been in a couple episodes. So... Yeah, I, I think we were talking about it, and I was totally expecting more Bumblebee growth, but we just had that one arc, and that was it. Yep, yeah, great uh, point. It's been disappointing. Yeah. Um, Next hot point. Auto well, unless, Josh, Josh, did you have... Uh, oh, no, I was, just, uh, I was just so hyped for Wheeljack. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> He's amazing. Well earned. Okay, next top point. Autobots disperse. <laughs> yeah. Disperse. Yep. Disperse. <laughs> disperse. So where do we think they're going? I mean, they could pick anywhere in the world, obviously. For for how much I've critiqued this episode up to this point, I do like how they left the Autobots with having to like be in this desperate situation where like they have to like separate out. That leaves them that leaves them at least in an interesting place. It kind of reminds me of the end of, was it season one or two, when the X-Men and X-Men Evolution had to leave yeah. the mansion? Yeah, I think it was in two. Season, season two. two. Season two. Yeah, it, it definitely, I got a lot of vibes from that. Like, it reminded me from that. So it, it's it's a good mystery to have. Like, oh, where are they going to end up? What are they going to do? What would be cool is if they ended up in Japan and Nico like, reunited with her, I don't know, with her family. Like, <laughs> that would be wild, right? Um, and then they fight the Silver Samurai. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh shoot! If they went to Japan and there was like a samurai Decepticon that attacks them, Wheeljack versus a samurai Decepticon. Let's go, bring it now. All right, I think me and Josh need to write a season of Transformers Prime. Yes, I think so. Heck yeah! I'll throw in some good Bumblebee story too. Thanks, bro. And Curtis, maybe, will- maybe. What? Maybe a Bumblebee. Could you throw in a uh, Bumblebee smokescreen team up? Ooh, I would love that. Their youthful energy uh, would be great. Dude, I don't know why we haven't gotten that. No idea. Um, Curtis is going to put in some bulkhead if he wants to, or our season would have no bulkhead at all. Or maybe I'll give him like a really heroic death. Oh, I'm down for that. I'm so down. So we're like, his, his character is serviced well, but at the same time, like, we have actual stakes and people die in war, and that's what happens. Absolutely. You know what I've kind of noticed uh, since season one? Season two is a lot less violent. Yeah. True. Like, it, 
they probably actually got complaints from like the upper heads after like the first couple episodes of just where I was like, this is too violent for G. So probably tone it down. And they did. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, so so before before we uh before Except, we rank things. I mean, yeah, in terms um, of, sorry, yeah. Go ahead, John. I, I was just saying on your um on your thing, yeah, yeah, it was less violent. We did have one of the the darkest moments where um where I totally forgot that this happened, where Silas becomes a transformer. That's true. That's true. I forgot about that because the show forgot about it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. They just decided like, oh, his storyline needs to end, so we're gonna end it. Yeah, man. What a cool concept done wrong. All right, so I, I want to hear everybody's thoughts about, like, season two. And, like, okay, do we want to talk about season two in general first or about well, how the finales compare first? Well, well, really quick, really quick, we have another couple things about the final episode here. Curtis, you had one more hot point. Another oh, really? season, Yeah, another season finale, another lack of a truly climactic battle. Uh, yep, there, were, there was not a good fight at the end. What the heck? Nope. Yeah. Well, because we got the fight in Regeneration. That's not yeah, the finale, but, Yeah, that's not the finale. Nope, I don't give it the points for that. Okay. <laughs> um, for Darkest Hour, uh, for me, I thought it was really cool that Optimus sliced off Liege Maxima's arm off the of Megatron. True. And uh, I thought that it was amazing that they brought in new Megalock. Transformers Prime has done such a great job of referencing the best things about Transformers Past. And the Omega Lock, in my opinion, was one of the best things from Transformers Cybertron. And I love seeing it show up here. It was very different, but they still used it. And it was pretty cool. Yeah. So anyway, back to you, Curtis. Do we want to talk about how the finales compare or season two as a whole first? But uh, we've been talking about the finales, so we could just go into the finale talk. Yeah, yeah. Just, to, just to put a cap on that. Overall, I think, obviously, I liked the season two finale more because Unicron wasn't involved. But at the same time, like, it did, it did the Decepticons dirty in the end. I was like, it's just turning them into, like, cartoon characters. I don't know if I'd take it that far. Um, I think, I think, uh, I think as a whole, the finale is definitely stronger, but I feel like, I don't know, like the, 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 the choices that everybody's been making are like questionable at best. So, yeah. uh, it kind of, it impacts kind of the whole feeling of, of this finale of how people are making, cause like nobody was making like bad decisions per se in the Unicron one. Unicron was just terrible. Yeah, you know? um, and it was kind of like the uniting with your enemy against a common force. Well, this is which just is usually uh, cool. which is usually pretty cool. Well, the idea of this one is uh, the choice between which planet you save, um, but it's kind of it didn't stick the landing completely, and they didn't fully explore that either. No. Uh, Josh, I would say that I was I was whelmed. For this finale um yeah it, it it was i guess somewhat better writing than unicorn um like the unicorn one just seemed ridiculous 
But this one... I don't know. I, I just was expecting a little more, if I'm going to be honest. Um, and the build yeah. up to it, like, some was great. Like, like I guess I'm... I don't even know if I want to reveal my rankings quite yet um, for where I placed this finale episode on on the rankings list for it. But it just... Uh, there was it wasn't some, number one. No, no, it was it was not my number one. Um, there were some good parts to it, like we mentioned, Curtis, where it left the Autobots kind of on like a yeah a, a place of unknown. Where are they going to yeah, end up? Where situation. are they going to go? Yeah. So it did leave them yeah in a dire situation. Now Bowser's castle appearing out of nowhere—that's something else. Um, and uh, the decision that. Optimus made. I guess we'll disagree with it. And he, there should have been some things done with it. Um, but yeah. Uh, and then, and then this point that I'm gonna give here is kind of my thoughts on season two as a whole. Is uh, Optimus? Segway. Yeah, I guess yeah, my segue. But you guys can obviously give your thoughts on the finale. Um, Optimus does not seem like the leader. I thought he was in this episode. And that's kind of how I felt going into season two. So, yeah, JC, did you, did you have anything you wanted to add about the finales in their comparison? So really quick, what, what do you mean by that, Josh? Um, he, he's hesitant. He's not making decisions like he should. He's not using all of his, um, Autobots to their full potential. Or their resources. He, he's basically, basic. most of the decisions that I see him making are him being very much reactionary, trying, rather than, I think Curtis talked on this, rather than being proactive and trying to think ahead, he's just reacting to everything that happens. I received that. Um, so yeah, I, I I I think I think of him as probably one of the most in like supposed to be one of the most intelligent characters in in this entire universe. Um, and sometimes it just doesn't just doesn't happen. And I think we saw more of that in season one than we did season two. Okay. Uh, for me, I enjoyed this finale more for pretty much, you know, the reasons that were mentioned. No Unicron. Yeah. I love that Unicron was in it, but they could have done it better, obviously, in season one. But, uh, I just thought it was really cool that they, yeah, left the Autobots in such a dark place. We don't know if Optimus is alive or dead. We don't know what's going on. And... I really enjoyed that a lot. Like this blew my mind as a kid when I was watching this. Like, wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was yeah. a long wait in between season two and three. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. At least for me. I mean, I don't, I don't remember how long it took, but it felt like forever. Oh, oh, okay. That's part, of the why, that's part of the reason why I never watched season three is because there was such a long wait that I kind of just forgot about it. Yeah. Okay. So, season two as a whole, what do we think? A lot better than I thought it'd be. Interesting. Really? Expand on that. Yeah, I was going to say... Uh... Like, I remember season one being very strong and enjoying it a lot. And I remember, like, liking season two. 
But I think a lot of people, especially in the you know community of Transformers, don't like season two very much. But I thought that it lived up to you know the original hype that I had as a kid. And I thought it was a really solid season. And I wasn't expecting that. I thought I'd like it a little bit less, but I think I like it just as much as season one. Anthony, what do you think? Um, so I also watched this show as a kid. Um, and I never really remembered much of season two. And I kind of understand why now. Um, <laughs> literally, like, most of the stuff that happens in season two, it's important, but... Most of it's kind of feels the same and it's not like super exciting. Whereas when stuff would happen in season one, you could feel the shockwaves throughout because the Decepticons had tensions and the Autobots also had tensions within their own ranks that were interesting because Megatron was around, but he was like barely alive. And so Starscream was at the head and we got to see Starscream in his best. Whereas season two had a lot of moving parts, but they didn't really go anywhere interesting. They didn't so, really like, move towards things. Yeah, there wasn't, there wasn't really su- too many end goals, um, and w- they would they would make artificial end goals where, with these artifacts. So like every time they need some plot, they'd be like, "Oh, we've decoded some more artifacts through the Icon database," and then they're like, "Okay, well the next four episodes we'll be searching those down, and then we'll get some some fights. It'll be great." Mm-hmm. Um, whereas the other one, it was like stakes of like Megatron bringing in a zombie army. Or uh, a couple of the other parts, you know. But then the, the Unicron stuff really damaged the season. But I think the season as a whole, besides a couple of the filler parts of season one, was way more entertaining than season two. Season two did have some, a lot of good, but it had a lot of very mediocre to like, yeah, you can't say this is bad, but you can't say it's great either. You know, that, that, that's my opinion. That's kind of what I took from it, like. When I when I rewatch Transformers Prime, I'll probably just stick with season one, and who knows how season three is going to be because I do not remember that season. So, and some of season two is great, like Smokescreen, uh, but it, it, it's a more of a mixed bag season for me. Yeah, uh, bouncing off of that, like I think that from a top level perspective, I have an issue with how they structured season two, like how you mentioned Anthony, how like basically you have the Orion Pax thing. You had the Bumblebee thing, and then you have two different fetch quests, and that's the season. You're like, okay, uh, you got to find these like three Iacon relics, and then, oh, looks like we have to find four Omega keys now. And it's basically all the same. We're like, oh, some Autobots are going to be sent there, some Decepticons are going to be sent there, they're going to fight, and that's going to be it. Yeah, and that's the season. And it just... I wasn't compelled about where the the story was going like I was in season one where I'm like, oh, yeah, like it feels like Autobots, Decepticons could actually die. Whereas in season two, you're like, eh, I mean, Silas died. That was pretty much it um, prematurely. And it just felt like they were trying to like further storylines from season one, but they didn't know how to like weave them all together in a cohesive way. And so I think that season one is definitely stronger for me personally. Whereas season two is just like, yeah, I mean, it's it averages out to about a seven, seven and a half. But like there is plenty of sixes in there. And, and like uh, with like the kind of like the non-directionness of season two, for the most part, even with season one, we always felt like there was something coming because 
Megatron had this new Dark Energon stuff, and then he slowly alluded to it as like the blood of Unicron. So, oh, oh where is this going to go? Whether they landed yeah. that or not is irrelevant because there's still that coolness factor throughout the whole season that's binding it together. Whereas there's the, the common thing of this one is finding stuff. Yeah, literally just searching for things and finding them. Which is the entire plot of Transformers Armada. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it sure yeah. is. They're just trying to find them mini cons. <laughs> Josh? Oh, yeah. Ah, sorry. <laughs> There's a lot of discussion there. Okay, so I I think I'm on par with you guys. In I, the more I think about it, and I kind of looked on IMDb just kind of get a refresher on what the episodes were. Um, I think I did like season one more than I did like season two. Um, Curtis, you're right, and I think the writing was just kind of off with season two. Like, we didn't know what, like, where things were going. It was really hard to understand. It seems like there were arcs that occurred, and those arcs are separate almost from the entire story. Um, and there are just some inconsistencies as well. While season one, it did have a tire fire of a season finale, uh, I feel like was more memorable and more entertaining in itself. However, I do feel like as each episode separate within themselves, I think there are maybe more higher quality, maybe not more entertaining, all right? Just higher quality That's episodes. Good. That's a good way to put it. Higher quality episodes in season two, while season one was more entertaining. Yeah. That, that, and that's season, season one just had more of an edge to it. Yes, it did. It had a lot more of an edge to it. And we were introduced to good characters. There was death in season one. It seemed, you know, it, it, it like what happened in the Wheeljack. I don't remember if the... I really like if I remember the Cyber Patch. What was it called? The... What? Oh, the, the thing where they went to the mind and stuff? Yeah. yeah. Oh, the Portal Psychic Patch. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Um... <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, that was a season one thing, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, when they brought Megatron back. Yeah, I feel like there was a lot more memorable, entertaining episodes in season one, but there were higher quality on just an episode's sake of episodes in episode in season yeah, like two. like an episode by episode. An episode by episode basis. Um, yeah, if I was to rank the two, I might put season. I would put season one above season two as a whole. Uh, though I enjoyed it, we were introduced uh, with new characters. As I said one of my favorite characters, Smokescreen. I mean, that's pretty awesome. And Wheeljack does make a return a few times in season two, which is pretty great. Um, and this is kind of weird to say. Starscream might be one of the highlights in season two, and that's weird thinking about that i agree yeah i still don't quite know how i feel about his arc yet i still got to think about it because yeah. like there's there's some really interesting fun things like the red energon stuff but then like where he ends up and like maybe it's just more a critique of megatron for me where like i don't like how that ends up it's not starscream's fault but there's a lot mixed in there yeah i do feel like Meg both megatron and Optimus prime took quite a hit in season two compared to who they yeah. were in season one I agree with them. So one of the things that I actually really did appreciate about season two is that I think we could all 
I, I hope that I'm right about this, that I think we could all feel that there was an escalation, an escalation in the conflict between the two sides. That's what I thought it did really well in continuing the story. Mm. Like the stakes kept rising. Yeah. I, I think logically you could say the stakes were rising. Sometimes I didn't feel it the way they were trying to portray it. I think that's a good one. Okay. Like, I think that from a pure, like, yeah, like, this happened and this happened and it built to this. Like, yeah, that's, that's accurate. But I didn't emotionally feel, like, either more scared for the characters near the end or that they were, like, going up against some great threats. It just felt like, oh, more episodes of Transformers. Right. Yeah, like... What about... Anthony, what did you think about the whole, like, tension and escalation? I mean, I didn't feel it. I didn't feel any, like, rising tension. I knew, like, on screen, that, like, okay, yeah, they're getting closer and closer to these relics. Oh, they're they're finding more of these ancient artifacts and stuff. But I'm like, but what does that even mean? Right? What What, what does this stuff mean in comparison to the power levels that we know currently? Um, will just whoever gets them just win? Or will it be, like, more of a, you know, a fighting for actual victory? I don't know. It's I just put them on a shelf I, and forget about them for like yeah so. yeah because the the quote unquote edge that Megatron had in season one was that he had dark energon which we, he did we don't know what it did nobody did it kind of did some weird magic stuff and you're like okay yeah that's definitely something that we should watch out for and when it comes up we should feel tense about it whereas we we get like kind of like these weapons that do like one thing. And if you just avoid it, then it's just like a regular fight. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know if that's, it's not like, I'm not sure if I'd call it artificial tension. I would just say it's like, it's tension, but it's not like, it's not, it's not a main focus that I would remember the season for. Mm. Yeah. I, I, I just, ha- I just didn't feel the, sen- the tension in season two as I did when Optimus Prime was literally about to kill Megatron in season one. Like, he had him down and on the ground right there. I was like, right there, you could feel the tension, the, the like, years and years of fighting they've had between, uh, between the two, and Optimus is like, I'm totally fed up. I did not really feel that in Season 2. And one, of the thing, one of the things I kind of noticed about the Sabres, the, the regular Star Saber and the Dark Saber, is that once you had both... They, they, they just make each other null and void because you know that Optimus and Megatron are just going to fight each other one-on-one again, which is the exact same because they were both already more powerful than everybody else. So they would just yeah. fight each other. So that means they just fight each other again, but it's a little more glowy now. So like, <laughs> it, it wasn't, that, that's the kind of like artificial tension I'm talking about where it's like, yeah, they have more powerful stuff, but they're going to do the same things that they did before with the same, with different stuff. Right. But if they combined into one mega robot, that'd be different. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or, you know, uh, put on some pants. Yeah, put on some Levi's, Optimus. Come on. Yep. <laughs> All right. Shall, um, does anybody have any other discussion they would like to contribute? For, um... Oh, oh yeah, yeah. So, so far, my favorite finales are from X-Men. Yep. I oh, can't Wow. I can't disagree. Wow. Yeah, season two and three finales of X-Men. So good. Are you telling me you didn't like and Iron four. Man Armored Adventures season one finale? Oh, oh my gosh. There are ten. <laughs> there are ten. 
Uh, but but like I was I was kind of coming into Transformers Prime hoping like okay the 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 uh, like we've had some really good finales but these ones are kind of kind of blow it out of the water with the kind of scope and grandness of it and it, and it just didn't for uh, in comparison to X Men Evolution. Yeah, so had I, a lot more worse episodes, but the finales were felt throughout the whole next season, besides season one finale. Oh yeah. gosh, oh gosh, <laughs> season one finale was something. But season two, three, and four, we we, we were talking about those finales. Yeah, yeah. I, I the only I reason the only reason Tron isn't up there is because you know it was ended early. I feel like if they yeah, really I think. I think the last episode of Tron is one of the weaker ones. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, and same with Demon Slayer. Um, yeah. This yeah, was, it's just a continuation. Yeah, it's just yeah. a continuation. It did not really have uh, a finale vibe to it. It was just a continuation. Um, so they treated it differently. Um. All right. Shall we give our rankings? One last thing, I do think that I've enjoyed analyzing this show, like in terms of the actual podcast episodes, like more than some of the other shows, because like there's like there's arguments to be had about like how we're all like reacting to this show. We're not all of like the same opinion. There's okay. stuff to like break down and like decisions to like be like, oh, how do we feel about this? Mm-hmm. And I think that's that's made for some good content. Also, maybe growth is host as well. Yeah, yeah. All right, who would like to give their first bit of rankings of these six episodes or seven? I can get mine out of the way. All right, JP, JC, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I play with a guy on Xbox, JP, all the time, so <laughs> I, I get confused sometimes. Okay, number six. I feel confident that we're all probably going to have this here. Patch. Correctamundo, sir. <laughs> it was... Uh, a very okay clip episode, not a great regular episode. So up from there, number five, I put Hard Knocks. Okay. It was a good app, and there's nothing really wrong with it. I just like the others more. Number four, I have Inside Job. Another really fine episode. Got to see some great Starscream stuff going on there with the uh, Red Energon. Top three. Mm-hmm. A little bit uh, higher quality in the top three, in my opinion. We got Alpha Omega at number three. It was really that was cool. sword fighting episode, right? Yeah, the sword fighting episode. I enjoyed it a lot. I love seeing the Dark Star Saber versus the Star Saber because it's just, it's just cool. And I'm glad that they didn't do it too much throughout the show. So up to this point, just like a couple times. But I thought it was done pretty well this first time. Number two, I put Darkest Hour. And number one, I put Regeneration because I thought it had some of the coolest things happening with Dreadwing dying and the best fight so far in the show, in my opinion. And we get the Star Saber returning. You want to just go ahead and read mine next? Sure. Okay, Curtis's ranking. Starting in at number six, we, of course, have Patch. Yep, moving right along. Up from there, we have Hard Knocks. 
I guess I agree with JC. Pretty much. We are in lockstep so far. And then that all ends because you have Darkest Hour. Yeah, because, I mean, it just kind of happened. There was some cool stuff, but it still felt like, yeah, I mean, I'm not crazy hyped for season three. Um, I feel like that that means that the finale did a disservice overall. Yep. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree agree completely. Okay. So then we return to being in lockstep, Curtis, because you have Alpha Omega at number three. Yeah, I mean, the sword fighting was dope. Sometimes you can just put put things in a vacuum and be like, cool stuff is cool stuff. And I like seeing them swinging the swords around. Yep. Okay, number two, Inside Job. I just love the Starscream scenes so much. Those might be some of my favorite Starscream scenes, period. Just because it just, it tells me everything that's fun about his character. Like, he's unhinged and, like, he has nothing to lose and... He's just savage when he can't when he wants to be. Yep. And number one, regeneration. Yep, great episode, great fight scene. Definitely my favorite fight scene of season two. Um, I don't think it was as good as the uh, Optimus Megatron fights in season one, but it was still great, and it definitely set up the finale to be better than the finale actually was. <laughs> Yep, I totally agree. I, yeah. Who's next? I'll go next. Uh, shoot. All right. Um, sorry. <laughs> Some fantasy football stuff just happened, so I had to tend to that. All right. So, at number six, everybody has the same patch. JC. This over, uh, this overwhelming narrative um, that you uh, plot against me or plotted against me with some of these episodes uh-huh. is slightly deterred with this <laughs> this week. Um, really, really. While you you did make quite quite the uh, the sacrifice uh, with this episode, uh-huh. it, was, it was not not great. Okay, there we go. I appreciate you uh, recognizing this. <laughs> yeah. At number five, I have Hard Knocks. Um, and so, sorry, JC, you have the bottom two episodes. Um, yep, yep. I don't really have much notes on either episode, other than uh, Starscream was the Flash. That was kind of cool. At number four, sadly, but surely, we have Darkest Hour. It was not. It was not a great finale, and it just was really. There was only like two or three really good moments, and the things we've emphasized as positives for this episode has been stated. So, uh, at number, I'm at number three, right? Yep. Alpha Alpha Omega at number three. I thought Alpha Trion's design was super awesome. And they did introduce the possibility of regeneration of Cybertron on this episode, um, which we didn't really talk about. But I really, really like the episode, uh, the idea at the moment. Yeah, it's a cool idea. I thought like this idea is super cool. I want it now. Like that's what I wanted. Um, so the the wielding of the Prime 
being was kind of iffy, and the this, the saber, the dark saber was yeah kind of annoying. But cool quotes too, and and smokescreen. I mean, smokescreen was just amazing in this episode. God bless him. Oh yeah, and number two is another smokescreens ish oriented episode inside job oh my gosh like wow the, the guy was ethan hunt from like mission impossible straight up like the things he was doing was so freaking awesome i loved it so much um at number one i have regeneration because uh, most of the episode was pretty great. We got some great stakes. The sword back, um, like was a good moment, and the use and the fight scene with all the relics, using all the relics as they should have been this whole time, uh, was really really well done. And now you can say I gave you a number one episode, Josh. Yeah, you can. And uh, Curtis seems to think so as well. You have the same exact list. We have yeah. the same list, Josh. It feels like it's been a while. Yeah, it's been a hot minute. So you're you're a beanie boy, correct? I am. And I'm a boom boom boy, so that would mean we're boom beanie boys. <laughs> boom beanie boys. Wait, 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 wait. It's buggy That's, boys. Not beanie yeah, boys. Oh, buggy boys. Okay, yeah. yeah I, I always think beanie boys, and I don't know why. Why is it buggy boys again? Because of the insecticons. Oh, bugs. Oh, that's right. Buggy boys. Maybe we should come up with the Buggy name. Boys. Yeah, that's right. Buggy Boys. Buggy. I don't know. Buggy Boys is pretty good, though. Okay, it's it is. Good. I just got to remember it. Man, my brain's been on the fritz. All right. So, Buggy Boom Boy. Buggy Boom Boys. Boys. They're Boom Buggy Boys. I like that. Boom Buggy. Boom Buggy Boys. All right. So, JC. Or Anthony. Oh, I thought JC already gave us this. He did. I did. He did. He did. I, I was just, yeah. So, my list might be the most controversial. Probably oh. not. Probably, maybe. It, it probably will be. Um, at the bottom, I have Patch. I know. Hold your breath. Oh, man. And then coming up right after Patch is Darkest Hour. Ooh, you were really let down, huh? Yeah, I, I didn't like it. It was not great. It was not great. The last shot with with uh, Megatron and Starscream sound, the emblem, like, fuck. Huh. So this is an Autobot, eh? Nice. <laughs> One moment. Uh, and next up, I have Hard Knocks. Um, for all the reasons we've talked about. And then I have Regeneration. Oh. Whoa. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I know. The fight was cool. The rest of it was kind of meh for me, to be honest. Um, I don't. I don't really even remember all that much that went on. And I watched it like a couple hours ago. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, at number two, I have Alpha and Omega. And that means at number one, we got inside job. Yeah. I hey. don't I don't hate on that at all. Let's go. I loved inside job. We got to see some interesting uh play between Smokescreen. And remember when Smokescreen freaking just jumped off? He's like, Alfred, I'm gonna need a freaking portal down here. And he's like, We got it. Heck yes. Oh my gosh, that was literally a mission impossible. Like I keep saying and that, it, was, it, that was pretty I gave awesome. You, Anthony. What? That was the episode I gave you, Anthony. Yep. And I'm happy for it. You gave me a number one episode. I'll say so. 
<laughs> so, I, so I made everyone happy except for Curtis. <laughs> oh, I well, I mean, I was fine with the episode I got. Yeah. Like, it was, I mean, I'm always happy just to get one episode, to be honest. Yeah, okay, well, yeah. I, made, I made you happy, too. I did a great job this round. <laughs> yeah, you did. Yeah, above average. <laughs> and I've had, like, five or six number ones at this point, too. That's also yeah. pretty true. I've usually had, like, the middle or bad ones, and Josh has had all the bad ones. <laughs> Except for this time, Curtis and I, like, we, we put regeneration at number one. So it was good. Yeah, we yeah. did. So are we going to save the next episodes as a surprise, or are we going to yes, tell the audience? we will save them for a surprise. Sounds good. All right. Well, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Our thoughts on the season two finale of Transformers Prime, as well as the comparison between season one and season two. It's been an interesting journey. Uh, looking forward to seeing what happens in season three, because... Um, I don't know. I think they're really going to mix some stuff up. I really wish they'd bring the darkness back as the darkness correspondent. I really wish they would bring more, maybe more deaths of characters, something going on. I don't know. Raise the stakes a bit. Come on now. Let who's ready see. for Who's ready for some uh, reticons? Some what? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> oh, man. I, JC seems to know exactly what happens in this season, but... Uh, I think the three of us don't really remember or know. I don't know what he's talking about. I remember. I remember that thing only. Okay. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> well, with all of this said, it's been uh, it's been real. It's been real fun. Uh, put on some pants afterwards. Ah, uh, yeah. Your key, your T-cog is showing. <laughs> Smoke screen is top five. Where does it